Little Red Riding Hood reimagined as an interactive opera for children. UK-based Kiwi composer Lucy Mulgan's production is about to be performed here with Orchestra Wellington and New Zealand Opera. Red addresses some big issues children face, including how to handle bullying. Around 400 primary school children will sing alongside New Zealand Opera royalty, including bass baritone Jonathan Lamalu as Wolfie in the production that premieres this week in Wellington. Barefoot Opera UK originally commissioned the work to tour to schools there. The best bit of this project was when Wolfie went around scaring everyone like, ah. Admit it, everyone is petrified and terrified of me. For her young Aotearoa audiences, Lucy set Red in the New Zealand bush. I asked her about writing an opera specifically for an age group that isn't the traditional target audience. It is opera for children and by children and with children throughout. We wanted it really to be about them and, like you say, issues that they're facing. So one of the main things that we look at is um, the idea of bullying. This is something that kids have to deal with a lot we I mean everyone deals with and it was a way of making that expressing that through music and showing it in the drama and then about how Red faces that and then has to find her independence and her strength as well and then how it turns around because the kids all celebrate her in the end because of course she's defeated Wolfie. There's also intergenerational relationships explored in here. And I, went, yes. I was thinking back to the original um, story, and often the, the fairy stories are about seriously dysfunctional families and it doesn't end well. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's really important too because family structure is, is changing now and for an awful lot of kids, their grandparents are, are stepping in, for example, um, to be carers. So that's interesting that you're looking at this too. Yeah, and I think that it was it's the relationship between her and her granny, which is very strong. I mean, the mother features a little bit at the beginning, but it is her relationship and her strong bond with granny. And like you say, there are, it is very common now for children to be looked after by grandparents and extended family a lot more. Writing an opera for children, even one based on a well-known story like this, is much of this done in, in the UK? I mean, we have children's opera here, which is performed in schools, but they tend to be sort of shortened, funky versions of classical operas, which are great. But actually, you know, writing an opera for uh, children specifically, is, is that more commonplace over in the UK where you're based now? There is not a lot of it, I think, here. There are things where, like you say, we go into schools and we show them bits of classic operas and, you know, that's fantastic as well. But I, there is actually quite a lack of it everywhere, I think. And when I had the opportunity to write something for children, I just jumped at it because it's something I've always wanted to do. And they were included in the creative process from the beginning. So some of the ideas that were workshopped in the UK actually are in the final opera and of course in the opera itself there are a couple of sections that are sketched out 
so that the kids actually create some of the sounds and some of the music themselves. Was that important to you to make it interactive? Again, that's quite a difference to a conventional (laughs) opera. Yeah, for me, it was so important that they're involved in the creative process. And so, you know, then they have ownership of it and they see how the sound they are making becomes part of the drama. So in the original fairy tale, Red goes through through the woods and that's where she first meets Wolfie and he tricks her. In our, our new version, um, it's the New Zealand bush and um, there's a soundscape. So I've written some bits of the orchestra playing birdsong and things like that, but then the kids create the rest of the soundscape, more of the birdsong and more of the sounds of the bush around that. What about the rest of the music? I mean, you've got an orchestra there to, to play with as a composer. What would you say the style of the music is that you've written? You've talked about the soundscape, so I, I understand that too. But is there is there a way you could describe them? That's hard, isn't it, to describe the music though? Well, I think there's definitely a jazz element. I trained, first of all, as a jazz musician. So all my writing has quite a jazzy element, and so there's quite a lot of funky rhythms going on. There's like a bit of a bossa nova kind of celebratory song about food. And then there's kind of like a march through the woods. And that was kind of inspired by my time playing in the Royal New Zealand Air Force Band, which was quite a while ago. So there's lots of um, different influences It's quite lovely for this age group to be introduced to opera. Often that's something that comes much later in life. So is that part of this for you too, to share your love of opera with this young audience? Uh, Because that word elite gets flung at opera often. You know, opera is storytelling. You know, it's music, it's drama, it's action, it's lots and lots of singing. And for me, Red is about showing the children that this is how they can express themselves you know it's an art form that is for them and it you know it's about life today and that is also why I included things that they are faced with so that they have a a way into it and see it's not something that happens you know in Europe by a whole lot of dead old white men you know it's a living breathing thing. The timing of this Premier Lucy, in some ways, from the New Zealand perspective, is perfect because we have uh, quite a few of our top flight opera singers uh, back home in the meantime. And and Jonathan Lamalu, for example, playing the big bad wolf. I mean, he's just one of our finest character <laughs> based baritones. <laughs> he, he loves this. And I, I love his quote in the media release saying, I do like playing the bad guy. Although he says the wolf isn't that bad, is he? He's just misunderstood and hungry. <laughs> that's so Jonathan. But that's a joy for you too. And I think it's quite extraordinary for the, for the children to actually hear these world-class, New Zealand world-class operatic voices. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's amazing to have the the singers we've got and, you know, and the production team, um, you know, with New Zealand Opera and Orchestra Wellington and obviously Jackie Coates and Brent Stewart, you know, everyone involved is world class and it's just, it's so great that the kids are going to be there. They're going to be standing right next to someone who, you know, grew up in New Zealand who makes that sound. And also the orchestra are going to be on stage, so they're going to... 
they're going to be right in there. They're going to hear that. And, you know, they're all Kiwis. They're going to see that this is, you know, a possibility for them. Sadly, because of the pandemic, you're not able to make it home for the premiere. That's heartbreaking for a creator. What's the situation for you in the UK over there, Lucy? Are you are you able to work on other projects? I think it's still going to be a little while, perhaps, before there are full opera houses and concert halls and theatres. But what is the situation for a creative like yourself? It's been really hard. We're sort of coming out of lockdown now. Effectively, we've been in lockdown really since March last year, on and off. I am actually talking to you from a theatre space in Great Yarmouth, where I'm working with a puppet company who's actually run by a Kiwi. (laughs) And we're doing some stuff with community choirs, but we have to do it socially distanced and in small numbers. And I'm due to play in an opera next week as well at Longborough Festival Opera, but it's all in bubbles and it's a socially distanced group and we're trying to make things happen, but it's been very hard and a lot of people didn't have any work for months. It's been so tough, I mean, on everybody, but I'm just thinking for children who've experienced this time and will be struggling, I think, to make sense of it themselves. Their worlds have been turned upside down and their futures look much less certain than they did a couple of years ago. So I imagine the sort of work that you're doing there, say, with this puppet company is really important to not only distract the kids, but as art can do so beautifully, but to help them make sense of this new world. Yeah, I I think people just want to get back to doing things, you know, and I think for kids, giving them a creative space. So tomorrow when we meet with the uh, community choirs, they're these massive big lips and they um, lip sync along to pop songs and we, we're getting the kids dancing and singing and just involved and not just kids but community groups across the board because people just need a way to express themselves. You know, this is when... There is already a great surge of fantastic art about our society and and how it's working or not or how we've all felt very isolated because we are still isolated here. You know, we're all, we're not yet used to being in groups of people. I went on public transport today for the first time in 16 months. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's different. I think that's different too. I mean, we had lots of conversations and we came out of primary lockdown, the national lockdown. And even then we were, you know, I was talking to artists saying, well, are you going to be producing work that refers to the pandemic? Or do you think that even after those five weeks, you know, such a short period of time compared to um, what most of the rest of the world has gone through, do you think people um, want an escape and they want to hear anything but the words COVID-19 or pandemic or coronavirus? <laughs> I think you need both. People just want to celebrate being able to go to things, you know, being able to go to concerts, being able to hear live music, being able to go to art galleries, being able to go to the cinema. You know, people do want an escape. So I think we need to do both, actually. And that is Lucy Mulgan, who's composed Red at premieres on Thursday at the Wellington Opera House.